This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Have you been getting more calls from scammers lately? I certainly have, and lately they've been coming like clockwork at 6.30 in the morning. The most recent is a robocall telling me that there have been big unauthorized charges on my credit card, and I have to press one and go through prompts to fix it. I never have, but I am assuming that is where they get your personal information. Of course, there is the old and very aggressive CRA scam, and also now a service candidate a scam where the claim is that allegations have been linked to your social insurance number and that you'll be arrested and imprisoned if you don't call back. Now, some of the callers using this scam may also claim to be from the RCMP or a local courthouse rather than Service Canada. And of course, These are just the phone scams, but there's also plenty of online phishing that can be very hard to distinguish from the real thing. Now, in the first seven months of 2019 this year, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre received over 20,000 reports of scams amounting to over $43 million in losses. And of course, millions of Canadians have their data breached through information given to major corporations like uh, Air Canada, Bell Canada. So basically, it's impossible to know who has your personal information. So let's get a refresher on what the bad guys are up to and how we can protect ourselves. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of scam calls you've been getting, whether you've noticed more of them lately, uh, and just your take on it. The number 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Jeff Thompson, Senior RCMP Intelligence Analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Hi, Jeff. Hi, good afternoon. Okay, so are we right? There seems to be a lot more of these lately. Well, I, I always say these scams come in waves. It's a game of numbers, so the more people they they, they call and the more people they continue to call, the, the more likely they are to get a victim. Okay, well, the uh, CRA scam is, is pretty old, where you get a, a very aggressive call telling you that you owe money in taxes and, and you better pay up, and sometimes they actually send someone. Uh, mm-hmm. This this Service Canada uh, SIN scam, is, is that newer? It's, it's it's been around for uh, probably a year now, um, but yeah, it certainly is, we've seen a spike in the past uh, couple months with the, the Service Canada slash Department of Justice type scam. So there's a couple different names they use in this call, uh, and it, it really is an evolution of the CRA scam, right? We've done a, a really good job of educating Canadians about the CRA scam, scam and uh, people are more aware of it. So it's it's natural for for fraudsters to uh, change things up, right? So let's not say CRA anymore. Let's say Service Canada. Let's say there's fraud in your SIN number, 
and you need to do exactly what we're telling you instead of saying you'll back taxes. So it's just a little twist on uh, on the extortion scam. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, before we get to the phone calls, and, and uh, I'm looking at a caller who's talking about the call display, but they can spoof the call display. So when you get a call like this, it can say that it's from the OPP or it can say that it's from some courthouse. That's right. Yeah. So, and, and let's be clear here: they're not calling from the courthouse number. They're just making that phone number appear on your call display. So, so it's there is a way to manipulate what shows up on your call display. Um, and and you know, so what better way to say it's Service Canada and you have a uh, Government of Canada number displayed on your on your call display and it says Government of Canada, so you're more likely to to believe it, right? It's a, it's a way to authenticate that call in some ways, but. Uh, but you really can't trust it today. You can't trust that call display. Yep, that's. I think that's a key message that a lot of people don't understand. The call display is is not worth that much. Uh, what are some of the other scams that are out there? You know, there, there's lots of different phone scams. Uh, another one we're seeing uh, today is sort of this one ring scam where you're, you're getting uh, a call on your cell phone or your landline. And it's just uh, it rings once and there's a hang up and you're seeing an international number on your call display again. Uh, the idea behind this is that you're going to call that phone number back uh, to see who's calling, and uh, subsequently you're going to get a lot of long-distance charges. So again, be beware that you know if you're going to call a number back on your call display, and it's a long-distance number going to the Congo or Russia or wherever it might be going, that you, you're subject to long-distance charges in these cases, right? Right. But so, uh, what do they get out of it? Well, I mean, when you the long distance charges, um, everybody makes money on that. The phone carriers make money on that, right? Um, so, from your phone company, generally these calls transit a number of different phone carriers or different different phone networks. So, so you're saying that it's a phone five. company that's defrauding people to get charges? I'm saying there's a potential that there's uh, you know bad traffic being generated by a bad phone company somewhere in the world. Okay, that's uh, I've I've never heard of that. Wow. Uh, And uh, what are some of the other ones that I may not have heard of? You know, so with the telephones, again, sticking with the telephone scams, and and, and, I mean, let's be clear here, like, the scammers aren't just calling people, they're using their internet, they're using social networking sites, text messaging, emails. Uh, they're going to use whatever means they can to, to try and reach out to, to potential victims. But this is sticking with the phones. The other one we're seeing a lot of right now is what we're calling the bank investigator scam. Uh, it's, it's calls that Canadians get early in the morning claiming to be your bank or a credit card company, claiming that there's unauthorized charges on one of your accounts. That's the uh, one I've been getting at 6.30. You know, if it wasn't a robocall, I'd tell them, hey, you know, what? There's no way they'd be calling at that hour. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and they're, they're catching you early in the morning, trying to catch you off guard, right? Uh, and, and there's different variations in these scams. You know, they might tell you they need your help catching the bad guy. They might tell you you need to transfer money to keep your money safe. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, no legitimate institution, no government agency is ever going to call you and threaten you into sending money, ask you for personal information, or ask you to, to move money out of your account to keep it safe. Okay. And and what else? I mean, some of these things uh, to me seem fairly obvious. I mean, if they're asking, you know, the CRA wouldn't be asking to get paid in, in Bitcoin or in iTunes gift cards. 
That, that's correct. Again, another another really good indicator of scam is that these fraudsters are asking for payments in gift cards, iTunes, Google Play, Steam cards, or, or directing you to a Bitcoin ATM machine, right, to, to pay in Bitcoin. It's just something that's not, you know, no legitimate institution or, or government agency is going to ask for this. Okay, uh, Jeff, hang on. We're going to take a couple of calls. We've got Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, Regarding the uh, call display, if I don't know who the individual is, I just don't answer it. And if they leave a message and it's not something that I want to deal with, I just delete the message and delete the number. Okay, but yeah, we were just saying that you can no longer trust the call display because the call display, they can spoof it. And the call display on some of these scams, it says it's the police, it says it's Service Canada, it says it's a courthouse. Well... In, in in that case, I would go to the police department and call directly or the bank if it were an issue, and I would find out if it's legit, and again, I'd just delete it. Okay. Thanks for that, Don. Thank you. Okay. John in Thornhill. Yes, uh, good morning. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Another scam that we've come across lately is a mortgage refinance scam in which it's a mortgage mortgage company that will call, and they sound very professional on the phone. Uh, they would like to like you to pay an upfront fee to work with you know your lender, and get you know maybe a, a better deal on on your mortgage. But the problem is, uh, you know, they also want you to get uh, prepaid cards. Um, I think the gentleman said about steam cards. I've heard of something about that, but the long and the short of it is. You're, you're going to lose the money. But that's another one to watch out for, mortgage refinance scam calls. Okay. Thanks for that, John. We'll be on the lookout. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would like to now bring in as well Yaniv Oren. He's the Vice President of Technology and Data here at Zoomer Media. And uh, just by serendipity, because I was reading about all these extra phone scams, uh, he started a series of, of uh seminars for all the employees here so that we can be on the lookout for scams. And and most of those come in by email, right? Uh, Yes, Libby. Thank you for having me today. Email is the most popular uh, scam still these days, but they're all rising in their frequency. And what are some of the scams? What do some of the emails uh, say or purport? Well, uh, like the callers said up until this point, they're very diversified. Some of them are very similar. Some of them will ask you to buy iTunes cards because they're currently in a birthday party and they don't have access to their uh, wallet or something like that. And they just want you to send them, the, go and buy the iTunes card. And, and just is, send them is the that code. does that purport to be from someone that you know? Uh, yes, most of these actually come from emails that were hacked and had you in their contacts. So someone you might know may have their personal email account hacked, and then the hackers utilize that email in order to send you those phishing attempts. Okay. Uh, Jeff Thompson, have you put numbers or is more money lost through email scams than through phone scams? Or uh... Certainly. I mean, we, we, we're grouping the emails in with the, the internet category or, or cyber frauds, if you will. Uh, certainly what we see today is, is there's more Canadian victims falling to online scams, email, internet, internet social networking, uh, than through the telephone. But, but interestingly enough, the, the telephone does remain the number one marketing method. The most reported scams, you know, that people report receiving a call, but more money is being lost to, to online scams. 
Now, we know that older people, uh, seniors, are most vulnerable to this. Why is that? Well, there, there is a disproportionate number of seniors that uh, that are victims. Uh, seniors tend to have more money to lose, uh, so you see higher dollar losses with the seniors. But the trend we're seeing is increasing that there's younger Canadians falling victims to scams, and, and in particular online scams. So if uh, I use romance scams as an example, um, you know, where you have um, divorcees hopping online trying to uh, reignite their, their love life and, uh, you know, and lo and behold, they run into a, a fraudster's profile on a, on a dating website and carry on a relationship and lose, lose a substantial amount of money. Uh, so, so again, we're seeing this younger, younger wave of, of victims. Yaniv, there are ways to recognize. I mean, you know, sometimes I've seen these emails where they have the logo pretty well right but maybe not entirely right how how do you recognize if something is real or not real uh well first of all consistency if something comes f- to you from someone you potentially know but it's a request they've never made before then it's less likely to actually be from them people don't really change overnight you have some sort of relationship with someone normally they're consistent in their behavior towards you Asking for money out of the blue while they never asked before is a very big red light. Uh, when we talk about people you know, you always have the ability to also pick up the phone and ask them whether it's actually correct or not. Anything that tries to put a sense of urgency in you with respect to emails or even uh, phone scams is a very, very big red light. Most uh, government officials or most organizations as well will not try to impose a sense of urgency on you. So if there's a sense of urgency, stay back, think about it some more and see whether it's actually valid or not. What about, is there something about the address, the IP, the address that it's coming from that could help you discern? Well, uh, both yes and no. It really depends where the uh, email is potentially coming from. If someone is trying to impersonate a, a financial institute, yeah. if you actually look at the link that it's trying to lead you towards, most likely that link will not be of that financial institute. It's going to be a completely different email address or a completely different uh, web page address. So you just kind of put your mouse over it? Yeah, you hover without clicking with yeah. your mouse. Over do not links. click. Yes, do not click, just hover. And you can see at the bottom left side of your uh, monitor, what is the address that you're going to be moved to should you press that link. Okay. And Jeff Thompson, what about these phone calls? You know, we've seen all kinds of, uh, you know, and sometimes they're they're on the internet of how people taking on these scammers on the phone. Is that a good idea? It's not something we recommend. Uh, we, we have seen uh, retaliation or, or retribution from the scammers in the form of, uh, you know, increasing calls to your phone number or uh, threats of physical violence. Uh, um, so I say, I mean, it's, it's not something we recommend, um, but to each their own uh, and and just be aware. The best, best practice is just to hang up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, we've seen also uh, in people, you know, demanding to know the scammer call says, do this. They say, okay, what's my name? And they don't know the name. So that's uh, a, an interesting thing. Let's uh, go to Marlene in Guelph. Hi, Marlene. Oh, hi. Hi. I have a question about the call display. 
very often I get, there are two numbers uh, on my call display. The top one starts with V, as in Valentine, and then there's about 14 digits, and then below it is a number one, and then uh, a number numbers that look like a North American phone call. So is this V thing at the top? I guess that's a red flag, is it? Certainly, if uh, you're having a number displayed on your call display that's not um, an actual phone number, it, it's certainly a very good indicator of a spoofed or fraudulent call uh, and one you should probably ignore or hang up on. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Okay, Marlene, thanks for that. Thank you. Now, I am reading that the CRTC, and that's the regulator, the regulator of telecom and broadcasting, has ordered telecoms to come up with some kind of solution for this to reduce the number of nuisance calls. And they have apparently a deadline, December 19th, and there's some kind of universal blocking technology in the works. Can you tell us anything about that, Jeff? Um, I know the, the, the phone companies here at CRTC have been working closely to come up with some solutions to, to blocking unwanted calls. Uh, you know, we don't know a lot about it here at this point, but uh, we're certainly looking forward and, and suspect there will be, uh, we'll see somewhat of an impact on it. But, we're, you know, we're also going to have to see um, things improve as time goes on. We know the fraudsters are, are quick at adapting and, and applying new technologies to to beat sort of our regulatory approaches and, and things we do to try and prevent this stuff. So we're, we're going to have to remain vigilant and and, uh, and wait and see what happens with the new regulations. I think part of the big part of the problem is that uh, Yaniva, a lot of this comes from outside the country, so there's a limit in what we can do. We just heard about this call center in India being raided that targeted Canadians. But Yes, that's, uh, I think, perhaps part of the norms in the industry. When you try to perpetrate cybercrime, you try to do it against a country that's not your own. That makes it much harder for law enforcement agencies to actually reach you. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, people from Canada don't perpetrate similar uh, offenses. They just won't target Canadians. They might target someone in the third world. Uh, India is a very good start, but they talked about, I think, like, what, 30-something people arrested yeah, that's not in very one much. call center. Uh, yeah, I, and, I think it's $13,000. No, the, the numbers are generally a lot higher than that. Yeah, it's a good start, but I think they need to be uh, cracking down much harder on that and not really treat it as uh, a slap on the hand type of offense. Okay, let's hear from Robert in Mount Forest. Hi, Robert. Uh, good afternoon, Ms. Nimer. Hi, I think you just sent me an, an email, right? I did, yes. <clears throat> a couple of things very quickly, and I won't hold up any other callers on the phone. Uh, if I get a call, let's just say uh, your window is, uh, is uh, compromised and we need access to your computer, one of the things that I usually simply say to the, co- to the telemarketer is, uh, can I ask you a personal question? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I said, is your mother proud of you? Oh, yes, sir. Very much so. Very proud of me. Does she know she's, you're trying to access my computer and steal my money? And the next thing I hear is click. So that's the one issue. The second issue is the email that I sent you regarding blocking the telephone number. If you uh, hang up and immediately press star six zero, follow the prompt, 
by pressing pound zero one pound, that will block the telephone number. I, th- I think that program probably depends on what who your provider is, but yeah, if you've got if you've got call display, you also have call block. I guess that's right. You have and to do it individually. My phone, my phone has adversely been silent since I started putting that in. So I just thought I'd share those two items with you. Okay, thank you for that, Robert. Jeff, would you say that's a good solution, like individually blocking each one? Yeah, I mean, you can try doing that. We know there's various blocking softwares or apps available on, on cell phones. Uh, at this point, we recommend you you know you reach out to your service provider, see what they, they recommend and what they have available for you. Yeah, and even in terms of the email, what do you do? Do you stick it in trash? Do you just delete it? Well, again, it depends on your system itself. But uh, the first recommendation would be to mark it as spam and then delete it. Now, if you have a smart enough system, the fact you marked it as spam will help you recognize future emails that are similar and automatically remove them from your inbox. Uh-huh. How do you mark it as spam? Just... Uh, there is a button up there, in the, depending on your application that you're using, that you can actually say that something is spam. Okay, that's good advice. Let's get back to the phones. I know this is something that always really affects a lot of people. Let's go to Ziggy and Simcoe. Hi, Ziggy. Hi. Um, Yes, I have a new one that even surprised me. Uh, They called me up and said I had been chosen because I was such a good client to Bell Canada uh, for a home security system worth 2000 to be set up and for me for nothing and they would they could be there within an hour to do the setup uh which i thought was rather interesting how what are they parked down the street or what um now they knew my name they knew my birth date they knew my exact address um i and then afterwards i thought about it and i thought okay i had thought of getting a home security system about five years ago and I answered all those questions. Now, they were telling me that I was chosen by Bell Canada because I was such a good client. So I don't know what their deal is, how they're going to make money off of this outside of uh, a monthly payment uh, or just getting my uh, credit card numbers or whatever. I don't know what their scam was, but of course um, I told them I wasn't interested. The police weren't interested. I called Bell Canada and they said they couldn't do anything either. So uh, uh, seniors beware. They're telling people that because you're a senior and you've been such a good client of either Bell Canada's or Rogers, they're going to do this for nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never heard of anything like that. I know that a, a lot of alarm companies, the way they've always worked, is that they in, install for free and charge you a monthly fee. Yes, but You'd, it's what they said that yeah. didn't it didn't jive. It might that might just be a bad uh-huh. business practice. Ziggy, thanks for your okay. call. I'm I'm going to ask Jeff. I just turn the radio up when we let you go. If he's heard of something like this, Jeff. Not one I'm familiar with, but certainly, uh, you know, if, if it's not sitting with you, it's, you know, go with your gut instinct on this. Uh, you know, if, if you suspect it's, you know, fraud or bad business practices, either way, uh, not something to follow through on. Okay. Uh, Bonnie in Mississauga, I'm afraid you're going to say something about one of our colleagues. You got a scam email from, from that purported to be from Robbie Lane, you said. Yes, but he's a personal friend, so I didn't follow it up, and I just phoned him to see, why would you ask me to do you a favor? 
And uh, then he tells me that there's some nonsense going on at that time, and this was just last month. Yeah, he he was hacked. We all got emails that didn't look right. Okay. Uh, and it's happened to a lot of my other friends. <laughs> and and I think Yaniv nailed it when he said, if if it you know the person, and if it looks like something out of character, it probably is. Well, I'm just glad I didn't follow it up, but I just thought it was so strange to be getting something from a personal friend from him in Maryland and asking me to do a favor, which he wouldn't have to phone me or email me. That's what it's all about. But anyway, okay, it was funny. Thank you very much. Okay. Perfect example, right? Yep. What other, so those emails, they, they say, sometimes they say the person is stuck and, and, uh, or they've been robbed or they've lost their wallet. What are some of the other? Uh, I think I've lost count. They're basically endless. There are so many different variations, whether, you know, the classic ones of, I want some money. I just need a, a bit of, uh, upfront money to pay taxes in order to get it out of the country or bring it to you. Uh, iTunes cards. Yes. The do me a favor, uh, scheme that basically someone, you know, reaches out and tells you that he's somewhere and wants you to just buy some iTunes cards and give him the codes. Those are very popular. Okay. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, let me see what we've got here. We've got Anna in Oakville. Hi, Anna. Oh, hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. First time caller. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. No, I've been getting a lot of calls. I was talking to a gentleman. One is from Oshawa. It's a 905 number. And one day, I don't answer my calls, first of all. One day I thought, oh, this is it. So all I said was, who is this or what do you want? <laughs> Nothing. Now, I've blocked it. My phone allows me to block up to 30 calls. But it rings every day. It rang five minutes while I was waiting for you to pick up the phone. But it rings once and everything else. But I'm also getting a lot from a Chinese person, both on the house phone and they leave messages and on the cell phone. It It is unreal. I don't know who, because I don't understand Chinese, so I have no idea who these people are. They're probably in China for number one. I know, but there's so many. Like you said, there's four or five times a day. It's ridiculous. And one more thing, I did get an email from BMO and told me my account was frozen. I went, okay, that's nice. I don't have an account with BMO. So, but the logo looked legit. I mean, it looked like it was a Bank of Montreal logo. So it can be very, yeah. very easy uh, yeah. to fall for that. Yaniv is nodding his head. Yaniv. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know. very, very popular that people try to just fish and send uh, millions of these messages to people and someone will have a BMO account. So mm-hmm. he's more mm-hmm. likely to click it. And obviously, they'll use the correct logos because without that, it doesn't look as credible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Have okay. A- Let's take one more. Dave and Pickering. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you? Thank you. I told your screener it was an email, but it was actually a text message on Saturday afternoon. And it uh, it just reads, you received a tax return of 1734 from Canada Revenue. Then they have a, a link, deposit your return below and press the link. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a different one. So Saturday afternoon, the government's trying to get some money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know the government the government needs money. Dave, thanks for that. Okay. Okay, we're basically out of time. People, free for all Friday is coming up, so please call back with uh, the scams that we couldn't get to because this is all a warning for everybody else or at least we can commiserate about being bothered at home all the time. Now, uh 30 seconds, uh Jeff Thompson, what would you like to leave us with? 
You know, spread the awareness, like you said, uh, get people talking about the scams. Be sure you, you call your friends and family and make sure they're aware of the scams. The more people talk about it, the more we can spread the, mes- uh, the messaging and fraud prevention awareness. So uh, be diligent, recognize, reject, report. Okay, and Yaniv, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, I would absolutely agree that these are the important things. The more people talk about it, the more people become aware of it. And just don't fall for the false sense of urgency that they're trying to prompt in you. Okay. Thank you very much, both of you, for that very useful information. And again, people, if we couldn't get to you, please call back on Friday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.